Welcome to Unstuck, the holistic Christian life. This is the show where we talk all things holistic Christian living, from mindset and mental health to exercise and nutrition to boundaries and relationships and toxic Christian culture, and overall, how to get unstuck from a life of less than to live a life of purpose, resilience, and joy. We don't shy away from the hard stuff here, but embrace it, challenging women to surpass the status quo and boldly live the life that God created them for. Today's episode is sponsored by Body, the online wellness platform that will completely change the game for you like it did for me a decade ago. This is the all-in-one wellness app with everything you need in one place, from a huge variety of fitness plans to simple and easy-to-follow nutrition that will transform your relationship with food alongside with mindset and meditation tools. I started using Body 10 years ago now. Wow, can't believe it's been that long. (laughs) When I was really struggling in a season with direction, struggling with purpose in my life, and it just really helped me to find myself again. And it's actually the reason that I'm a health and life coach today. It changed my mindset from one of beating myself up to actually empowering me with the practical tools to help me achieve my own health and even life goals. There are so many options to choose from to get started, but my favorite is their Total Solution Pack, which is actually the same package that I started with a decade ago. It comes with a monthly subscription to their app, which you can actually access from your phone or laptop, so you can do it from home or even at the gym, with thousands of different workouts to choose from, so you can actually find workouts that you enjoy. It also comes with an awesome customizable nutrition plan and my all-time favorite superfood smoothie that's packed with superfoods, quality protein, and nutrients. And like I said, I've been drinking this for a decade now. (laughs) It's actually healed so many different gut problems that I was having and I'm just, I'm a huge forever fan of it. So go ahead, check that out through the link below. This is the total solution that you need to really start off 2024 on the right foot and really keep the momentum going. I'm your host, Sarah. Happy New Year. It's 2024. Wow. (laughs) Can you believe it? It feels like every year after 2020 has just kind of blipped by, doesn't it? I don't know what's happening anymore. (laughs) The episode today is really unique. I'm really stoked to dive into it. So today, as you saw, the reason you probably clicked this, you're like, what is this about? Today, we're talking about the secret to getting unstuck this year and actually creating a life you love in 2024. So what's the secret? (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. Well, I'm sure, first of all, before I dive into the secret, you might be thinking, "Mm (laughs) okay, what's this all about? What's the gimmick? What's What's the piece here that you're holding out on? Because everyone promises this, everyone says this, and every year it's the same old thing. Girl, (laughs) trust me, I know, I know, and I'm just as frustrated as you. I have been on this journey for so many years, and after working a decade now this year, which is insane, in the health and fitness space, and as a life coach, uh, man, I have learned some seriously awesome lessons, and that is what I am really, really here. I've just condensed down into some powerful key tools that you can have in your tool belt to shape uniquely to you, your life, your season of life right now, so that you really can have a wonderful year this year. And we're going to dive into that. Let's just, let's just dive right in. (laughs) So what's the secret, you ask, to have a 
amazing life that you love in 2024, I'll tell you, it's a strong, powerful, unique to you, high quality wellness routine. (laughs) Now, if you're anything like most of us in the world, you're likely burnout from the hamster wheel and really just tired of trying to get on the wellness bandwagon only to fall off again because you don't like it, it's not working, it's not enjoyable, it's too hard, or you know, like life just happens. We get busy, we miss a day, and suddenly we find ourselves back where we started living on the passive side of life, watching life happen to us, feeling like it's all outside of our control, like we're not who we wanna be, and we just don't know how to get there when really, We have power over a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. Or maybe you've got a pretty good rhythm going. Maybe it's a little inconsistent, but you feel like you're putting in the work. But, you know, maybe you're still not really pleased with the results. You're not really feeling like it's getting you where you want to be. Maybe you're still battling with just life's ups and downs, life's stresses, and you feel like the wellness routine you have just really isn't actually helping you feel better. So many people are living reactively to the things that happen to them rather than taking a proactive role in the creation process. And so as the year goes by, we continue stuck in the old way, living on the outside of all that we've been called to step into, not realizing that the new way is just one decision away. We stay stuck in jobs that we hate, jobs that don't bring us joy because we feel like, oh, it's just how it has to be. We stay stuck in relationships that aren't the right fit or are even toxic and unhealthy because they're familiar comfortable and well at least we're not alone right we stay stuck in places of complacency because stepping into something new is unknown and honestly pretty daunting all the while it's just sucking the life out of us giving us depression or anxiety we stay stuck in places of overwhelm simply because we're used to the feeling and don't know how to not feel anxious We stay stuck in anxiety, oh, because we're addicted to anxiety. We stay stuck in toxicity because we're afraid of confrontation. We stay stuck in a place of less than because it's less scary than taking the risk for more. (sighs) Okay, I know that was heavy. Are any of these resonating with you? Maybe it's something different. What is it for you? Take a second, grab a pen and paper. Should have said that at the beginning, but I hope you have one nearby. If you don't, pause me, grab a pen and paper, and just take a second to journal these questions. What are you staying in right now that God has called you out of? What season or situation or relationship or decision are you remaining stuck in? Why? What is stopping you? Feel free to just pause this and write it down just want to create some awareness. The reality is that the way we treat ourselves, the way we take care of or don't take care of ourselves, the way we nurture or don't nurture ourselves, the way we speak to ourselves, and the risks we take on behalf of ourselves all directly affect the measure to which we experience joy, meaning, purpose, and abundance in our lives, materially, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. 
the places we choose to stay in direct the trajectory of where we are able to go. The beliefs and thoughts that we allow to flourish in our mind directly affect our ability to see clearly how we are stuck and therefore affect our ability to choose to leave our current stuckness. The way we nourish our bodies and minds with caring thoughts, high quality foods, quality daily movement, space and time for quiet and rest, to process our emotions and to recover and heal, all directly determine the whole shape of our lives. Our beliefs direct our thoughts, our thoughts direct our feelings, our feelings direct our actions, and our actions determine our results. We will dive much deeper into this belief action pattern in a few weeks in a different episode, but today I want to take this concept and focus on how creating a quality, unique to you wellness routine will actually, will actually get you unstuck from all of those places that you dread and set you up for massive success in every area of your life. Now, hear me out. I ain't saying that having a wellness routine is about to make you a millionaire, okay? <laughs> that's that's not what I'm saying. I mean, hey, it could, but that's, that's not what this episode's about. This episode is a very unique take on how establishing a quality wellness routine that I'm just going to say it 12, 50 times that works for you in this season that you're in will set you up for massive growth and positive change to finally get you unstuck from every area of hindrance in your life. And it all starts with self-care. Now, before you say, ah, that's cheesy or that's just stupid, yeah, sure. Okay, stop. Hear me out. (laughs) Have you ever had a powerful workout, like a workout that's just like, oh man, had you working so hard, made you want to quit so badly, but you pushed through and you didn't give up on yourself, you finished it exhausted, dead, limbs, you know, flopped on the ground, sweaty, and feeling so dang good about yourself. There is something so profound and yet so simple about showing up for yourself in a workout of any form, whether it's just a walk, a run, a hike, dang y'all, hikes, I don't know if you're a hiker, they definitely make you proud of yourself. It could be a strength training class or a HIIT workout. When you show up for yourself, when you A, don't feel like it, B, don't want to, and C, do it consistently, you begin to proactively flex the, what I like to call, I keep my word to myself muscle. You begin to take action and show up as the person you want to become. And by doing so, you build confidence in yourself. You build rapport with yourself because you begin to deeply trust yourself. And in so doing, you begin to deeply transform into that person that you've longed to become. All right, get your pen ready because here it is. Seeing yourself take action in the world builds deep confidence, which in turn creates the life that you're dreaming of. It's not about just achieving a goal like losing 10 pounds. It's about becoming the woman you need to be who loses the 10 pounds. Becoming the woman you need to be who puts her health first, who values that time sweating, who values taking care of her body, etc., etc. So even when 
it's starting small with one action, like a daily walk or a daily meditation or a workout class at the gym two days a week. When you consistently take action for yourself, no matter how you feel, that is when deep transformational change begins to happen. So I'm here today to help you cut through the noise of all the blogs, posts, videos, articles, etc., and the voices that are just all shouting all the things you need to do to be working out, eating this, etc., etc. There's so many pieces to the wellness puzzle and all different ways that it can look unique to you and even change depending on the season of life that you're in. But here on the show, in this episode series, we're going to really cut it down to the core of how to transform your life, starting with your wellness routine. We're going to hone in on six areas of focus for you when creating your wellness routine. These are going to be like the pillars of your life (laughs) or tools in your tool belt and how each of them holds a unique power to unstuck you from the rut that you're in and unlock a powerful potential for deep transformation. All right, if you like taking notes, those areas are mindset, movement, nutrition, meditation, rest, and spiritual formation. So today we're just gonna focus on mindset and movement and we're gonna dive into the rest um, in the following two episodes. I'm separating these into different categories, but you know, the reality is, as you will see, everything is so deeply interconnected and each thing individually affects the other. So let's dive in to number one, mindset. Can you tell I'm excited? Sorry, I'm a nerd. Now, maybe that's not where you thought it was going to start. Certainly fitness or nutrition, right? Like we all have these goals. We're like, oh, 2024, I gotta go to the gym. I'm gonna eat a salad. Okay, why is mindset an integral part of your daily wellness routine? Well, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you've heard me dive into mindset already in episode four when discussing New Year's expectations. Woo! Another powerful episode. So if you missed it, definitely go back and give that a listen when this is done. But let's just review the basics again. There are two mindsets, a fixed and a growth mindset. And maybe there's some overlap in between for you. The fixed focuses on what it does not have and cannot achieve, believing self to be stuck in a place of lack and fixed outcome, meaning self cannot really be improved upon or there is at least a big limit on to how much it can be. A fixed mindset is ashamed and embarrassed by mistakes and not reaching goals within a deadline or not understanding something right away or really just not being perfect. Whereas the growth mindset says in true Marie Forleo fashion, love her, everything is figure outable. It approaches challenges as opportunities to learn, grow, see things from a new perspective, to pivot strategies and try new things. Most importantly, the growth mindset allows self to try and try and try again until they nail it. One mindset views self as fixed or set in talents, skills, and capacity for accomplishment, not able to get better, stuck in whatever they are in now, while the other views self as something that is elastic or can always grow and learn and be improved upon. In her book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, Dr. Carol Dweck says, one day you go to a class that is really important to you and that you like a lot. The professor returns the midterm papers to the class. 
you got a C plus. <laughs> You're very disappointed. That evening on the way back to your home, you find that you've got a parking ticket. Being really frustrated, you call your best friend to share your experience, but are sort of brushed off. What do you think? What do you feel? What would you do? When I asked people with a fixed mindset, this is what they said. I feel like a reject. I'm just a total failure. I'm an idiot. I'm a loser. I'd feel worthless and dumb, like everyone's better than me. In other words, they'd see what happened as a direct measure of their competence and worth. This is what they'd think about their lives. My life is pitiful. I have no life. Somebody upstairs was not like me. The world is out to get me. Somebody is out to destroy me. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Life is unfair and all efforts are useless. Life stinks. I'm stupid. Nothing good ever happens to me. I'm the most unlucky person on this earth. When I gave people with a growth mindset the same vignette, here's what they said. They'd think, I need to try harder in class, be more careful when parking the car, and I wonder if my friend had a bad day. You don't have to have one mindset or the other to be upset, because who wouldn't be, right? Yet those people with a growth mindset were not labeling themselves and throwing up their hands. Even though they felt distressed, they were ready to take the risks, confront the challenges, and keep working at them. As you begin to understand the fixed and growth mindsets, you will see exactly how one thing leads to another and how a belief that your qualities are carved in stone leads to a host of thoughts and actions and how a belief that your qualities can be cultivated leads to a host of different thoughts and actions, taking you down an entirely different road. It's what psychologists call an aha experience, end quote. So if you're looking to study more in depth on the mindsets and get some really just granular specific tools to help change your thinking, I really can't recommend this book enough, Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. It's phenomenal. Let's pause for another journal moment. Can you identify yourself in any of these examples? How do you typically handle challenges? Does it cause you to see yourself as not worthy, not good enough, not smart enough, or less than? Is there a certain area in your life where this is predominantly your response more than another? We need to address mindset first because it truly is the birthplace for change in our lives. Mindset is the pair of glasses through which we view ourselves and the world around us. It's the lens through which we see what is possible, what is not possible, what I can achieve or not achieve, what I'm capable of, what I'm not capable of. Mindset is formed by belief. We need beliefs in our lives. They are like the structure to the building that we live in. They can either be weapons forged in our favor, helping us battle the difficulties in life with confidence, with courage, with hope and resiliency, or they can be weapons forged against us that tear us down, diminish our potential, and keep us stuck in painful or toxic situations, feeling that we deserve the life of less than and aren't worthy of more. The fixed mindset says you are not good enough. The fixed mindset says you are too fat or too skinny or too stupid. The fixed mindset says you're too young or too old. The fixed mindset says you're behind and will never catch up. The growth mindset says you are enough. The growth mindset says where you are right now is of value to you and offers you unique perspective. 
The growth mindset says, you deserve credit for all that you've been through and accomplished already, even if it doesn't meet the expectation you had in your head for where you should be now. One mindset is based on truth. The other mindset is based on lie. One mindset uplifts, encourages, and equips us. The other mindset tears down, demeans, and says there's no way out. Which mindset is gripping you? No matter where you're at, changing your mindset is something that we'll always need to be doing over time. We may even feel we are pretty strong with our growth mindset and then maybe something will pop up that raises an old wound or a painful memory or just a feeling of less than inside of us and before we know it, we could be back in that place in one area after having conquered so many other areas of growth. If you're feeling set back, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling sideswiped by a situation or a memory or a particular struggle, that is okay. You should expect that. Life is hard and filled with many unexpected challenges. It's how we deal with each one as it comes that is key. So how do we begin to really change that fixed mindset into a growth mindset? Well, there are many amazing tools as to how today we're going to go into just two. Belief flipping and daily affirmations. Belief flipping, aka taking thoughts captive. This is a practice I've pulled from scripture and used for years, but have also seen in therapy and life coaching practices as well. Taking thoughts captive and flipping them. So, okay, what what does that mean exactly? Well, let's start by reading some scripture. And you might know where I'm going to go with this. In 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5, I'm going to start with the ESV. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments of every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Ah, I love that. And I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation because it opens it up a little bit more. It says, We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Woo! That's like fire. God's heart and design is for us to not be ruled, dominated, or governed by thoughts and beliefs about ourselves and the world that are not true. They are not from him. We see in these verses this thought of capturing rebellious thoughts and bringing them into submission or obedience under Christ. This is, of course, like much easier said than done and is an active, ongoing practice. Martin Luther said, You cannot keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. You can't keep the devil from suggesting thoughts, but you can choose to not, not to dwell or act on them. We can't always control what thoughts come into our mind, but we can control if they stay and how they shape us. It takes intentional work, practice, and time. So start by having a journal that you can write these thoughts down into any time one pops up for you throughout the day. Maybe it's a note in your phone. 
or a physical journal. I'm just a fan of physical journals. I love the paper and whatever, but whatever is easiest for you and will help you to do it more, that's the way I want you to go. So anytime you have a thought or belief that pops up about yourself or about a situation you're in, about your capability or just an anxiety on your mind, anything that's plaguing you, I want you to write it down on the left-hand side of the page. Then on the right-hand side, I want you to flip it. First, ask yourself, is this statement true? If it is true, like for example, my job is really toxic, I just can't stand it. That's like an anxiety, something weighing on our heart, right? What is one action step you can take today or this week to make progress on changing that situation? Maybe it's updating a resume or finding a few new jobs to apply to or getting advice from a trusted friend or, uh, you know, leader in your life, mentor, someone that can help you help share the burden with you and give you direction. If this statement is not true, for example, I'm so stupid, I'll never get good at this. Oh, I did it again. I just suck. Counter that statement with a truthful statement like, man, I made a mistake. (laughs) That's really upsetting, but I am learning and I'm human. I will make mistakes. It does not define who I am, my value, or my worth. I will learn from this and change my approach going forward. I am proud of myself for trying. Flip each thought with a truth-filled, power-filled statement. Focus on who God says you are as his precious child created in his image, not who your anxiety, a toxic situation, or a mean-spirited person says that you are. And this leads perfectly into step number two, which is daily affirmations. Now, before you stop me and say, no, 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 this is so cheesy, these are dumb, these are even sinful or wrong, blah, 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 I've heard it all. I want you to just sit back and hear me out. Daily affirmations are simply reminders of who God says you are and who he is calling you to become. Life in a sinful, broken suit of flesh in a world that is constantly swarming with anxieties, oppression, fear, hardship, we need to be faithful in preaching these biblical truths over ourselves. This is what God speaks over us in his word, and we need to faithfully steward ourselves in this way. So your thought flipping will help set you up for this because it'll help you become more and more aware of the beliefs that you're holding about yourself and maybe even some that are buried deep disguised as other things that you didn't know were there, maybe you've had since childhood. God desires for you to break free from those things which are not of him. God desires for you to become unstuck from the voices, thoughts, beliefs and habits that do not bring you healing, flourishing, closeness with him, and really into the promised land of who he's called you to be. So take some time, take some quiet time to reflect on what beliefs about yourself you battle with most. Can you take them even deeper? Is there a belief hiding underneath a belief? Maybe you feel like you aren't pretty enough Is that tied to a belief that you aren't worthy to be loved? Because maybe you were treated harshly or abused when you were younger. It doesn't have to be really serious like that either. But even those that's with, even even people with relatively calm and quote-unquote normal childhoods still find beliefs in themselves from things growing up that no longer serve them now. 
just take some time to dig deep and answer each of those statements again with truth. This is a daily, moment by moment, daily, day by day, week by week practice. You may not be where you want to be right now, uh, but that is good because we should always be learning and growing. If there is something you want to be better at or something in your health that you want to improve, write it down in this way. I am always working hard toward my goals. I am gracious and loving towards myself when I make mistakes. I am precious and valuable in God's eyes. I am patient with myself when learning something new. I am strong and take care of myself by exercising every day. I am capable of solving hard problems, etc., etc., etc. Those are just like a few random examples. But I want these to be deeply personal for you. Write them on a sticky note, place them around your house, on your mirror, your fridge, your computer, so you can remember them throughout the day. Maybe even make them alerts on your phone at times when you know you'll need them the most. And most importantly, when you read them, read them slowly, breathing it in deeply truly believing them to your core. Practicing belief in yourself is powerful. And I mean, real deep, tangible, gut-rooted belief. If you were raised surrounded by voices of those who tore you down, didn't believe in you, and spoke negative words over you about yourself and your life and your potential and your being, you likely hold some very deeply rooted core beliefs about yourself that are a big factor in why you're remaining stuck. Of course, if you are recovering from trauma, even if you're not, finding a good therapist to walk through life with you, even if it's just to get over like a hump for a little while or do some deep healing for six months or a year, it's super powerful and super helpful. I say this because maybe maybe you're dealing with something very challenging and deep stuff. You know, trauma leaves a really tangible mark on us, on our brain chemistries, for crying out loud, that make things like this very hard. Practicing daily affirmations, if you're dealing with something like that, likely won't be enough, but it's an amazing tool that helps to support you in the process. So all of that to say, yes, affirmations are powerful, but if you're dealing with something heavier, please do some digging on therapists in your area and find one you connect with. That'll be a huge, huge game changer to assist with your progress of healing. As someone that has had to spend so much time and money myself just searching to find someone I connect with, let alone finding someone, I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but it's really, it's really, really valuable and it will be helpful. So ending out that section, that was mindset. Let's move on to movement. Before I go any further, I just want to take a quick second to share something with you that I've been absolutely loving lately, and it's James Michelle jewelry. This is jewelry that you need in your collection. Like, actually, this this might just have to become your whole collection. I have become absolutely obsessed with their necklaces, rings, and earrings, and I'm always getting so many compliments on them. They are handcrafted in Oregon and Hawaii to embody that laid-back, coastal sense of carefree beach living, which obviously I'm obsessed with, having come from a little beach town. I can guarantee that you'll be obsessed, just as obsessed with their pieces as I am, and they will quickly become your staple for literally every occasion. They are 
so dynamic. You can click the link in the description or just head over to jamesmichelle.com and use the code Sarah James to get 20% off. That's Sarah with an H, James, and you'll get 20% off. So go check it out and be sure to snap a pic and share it with me on Instagram at Sarah James Daily because I love seeing what you guys pick out. Okay, let's get back to the show. Since you're here, it's likely that at some point you've struggled with the whole exercise fitness routine slash understanding what you're even really supposed to be doing in the gym slash finding a way to just enjoy it, let alone stay consistent for longer than the second week in January. And well, it's that time of year. Everyone has enjoyed themselves over the holidays and potentially many have let their goals and their habits slip because quote, it's too hard to focus on this stuff during the holidays and well, I just wanna enjoy the holidays and not have to work out or eat healthy or my favorite, I just wanna have fun. (laughs) And assuming that naturally that means one or the other, fun or beating ourselves into a workout. We give up on our goals on exercise for the last quarter of the year on quality foods and often all together, right, during this season, only to wake up on January 1st and think, okay, new year, new me, I'm going to lose the 10 pounds I just gained from over the holidays and get that swimsuit pod. Oh my gosh, well, let me just start again in this new section by asking you a few questions. So get that pencil back out. What have your health goals been for New Year's in the past? Have you accomplished them? Do you find yourself repeating the same old New Year's resolutions from years past? Has that served you well? Looking at the historic health goals that you've wrote down above that you have not accomplished, why have you not accomplished them? Is it that you weren't consistent or didn't stick with it? Or did you really not create a good strategy to help you achieve them? Or is it because the goal itself wasn't really aligned with you and what you wanted to achieve or how you wanted to achieve it? Hear me out. Maybe you do still want to lose weight, change some health markers for your next doctor's appointment, feel more energetic, stronger, happier, have a clearer mind overall. All really, really great goals to have but maybe your perspective on them just needs to shift. Maybe the reason behind why you want to accomplish those isn't strong or powerful enough for you. Maybe the goals aren't actually serving you in this season, or maybe there's a different angle you need to approach it from that would be more aligned with where you are right now and the woman that you want to become. There are many reasons why so many don't stick with exercise after January or February. Oftentimes, it's because we are exercising out of a sense of necessity or even punishment, not because we truly get enjoyment out of it or feel like we're doing something really good for ourselves. The fact that we know we, quote, have to immediately brings resistance into our mind, which makes getting up and getting it done feel like the hardest thing ever. Obviously, we know there are so many incredible benefits to exercise and daily movement, The body was created for movement. The more we move as we age, the longer we will stay in motion. Simply finding ways to create natural movements into our daily life is a foundational way to incorporate movement that feels small, but compounds into massive results over time. Things like gardening, walking, squatting, bending, reaching, twisting are all functional movements that keep us mobile. But of course, adding additional types of movement like strength building, flexibility and mobility training, cardiovascular training. They're all very important for overall health. But 
What I want to do more than just talk about the benefits of movement today, because let's be honest, we all we all know them. <laughs> We're all familiar with them. Improved mood, improved mental cognition, aka less brain fog, improved energy, improved longevity, improved strength, less injury prone, improved overall health, less disease, stronger bone density, and oh yeah, <laughs> one that I really, really love, improved sense of self. That's right, potentially my favorite one to focus on, at least to get us started. Because we're all tired of the new year resolution. That really just means nothing to us because we quote, no, we're really not gonna follow through with it. And we prove it to ourselves by not keeping our word and giving up, which of course creates a nice positive feedback loop of, see, I told you I couldn't do it. I never do it. It's who I am. And whoa, we're right back into that fixed mindset, placing our lack of follow through on a core identity issue. But that's why change is a core identity issue and must be about the person you are becoming, not the accomplishments you want to achieve. Let me start by sharing a little bit of my own experience here. 10 years ago this year, wow, I started my own intentional wellness journey. I committed to a fitness and nutrition plan after having been in a place where I was just depressed and anxious, overwhelmed with life and how I wasn't where I wanted to be and how I really just didn't even know exactly where I wanted to be <laughs> in 20s, you know? I found a fitness plan and a nutrition plan, plan that worked for me I was really excited about and I said, that's it, I'm done. I'm done with feeling this way. I'm done with living defeated. I'm done with living this victim lifestyle and life, just letting life happen to me. I'm creating change now. <laughs> well, it was a slow process with lots of ups and downs, starts and stops, forward steps and backward steps, but it's the reason that I'm here and where I am today. It's what truly lit the flame of my passion for health and fitness coaching, which I started also soon after, and I'm now in my 10th year of coaching. And now in my 10th year of coaching, I actually only just added life coaching into the mix because dang, it's a piece that I've always been intrigued by that I've actually been doing naturally. That inner work of humans to overcome insurmountable pressures and fears and obstacles, it's always fascinated me and then become a part of my story in so many ways. And even though I only took the title of life coach this year, I've really been doing life coaching in many ways in my health and fitness coaching for the last decade because the same day that I committed to that plan 10 years ago, I also started a book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Oh, a classic. If you hadn't read it, go get it out the library. A book that started the snowball of my love of personal development and self-growth. It quickly began to shatter through mindsets I had long held as Bible. <laughs> Ideas about myself and the world that were so real I didn't even realize they were there because like air, I was just breathing them in without seeing them. It began to slowly but surely unravel the narratives I'd been raised with that were actually self-destructive, painful, abusive, unkind, ungenerous, and ungodly. God used this to shape me and slowly but surely set me free from a life of mental bondage and real emotional and mental suffering. And you know where it all started? 
in the workout room with my yoga mat, some weights, my laptop workout video, and myself <laughs> choosing to put myself first because I was finally truly ready for a life of more. It started right after I completed that first workout. Dang, I did it. I was sweaty, I was tired, but I did it. It was that sense that I talked about in the earlier, in the beginning of this episode, and it built as I finished each consecutive workout after that. And as I kept going and as I said yes every day to myself, I began to see myself as someone that could overcome, that could face anything, that did put herself first and take care of herself and kept her word to herself. And showing up for myself, watching myself take that action began to build massive confidence back into myself. I didn't have many voices speaking confidence like that into me. In fact, I had more voices tearing me down. But now it was time to speak confidence into myself. I was 20, I was growing, I was stepping out onto my own. The feeling of accomplishment you get from seeing yourself do this day after day, I swear is like no other. I remember it feeling like really groundbreaking. I remember telling people like, this is crazy, like how good I feel right now. I was like so high on that energy, feeling so much more positive in my job, so much happier, stronger mentally, able to just withstand more and be more resilient emotionally. Like this was huge. This was a breakthrough for me. I found myself pouring back into others throughout my day, being a better friend and colleague. And because of my, because my view of myself had changed, I saw my real value and potential truly and deeply in a new way for the first time. All from just sweating hard and showing up for a good workout. (laughs) Maybe you're laughing at me, but that's okay, I'm laughing at myself. The incredible capacity that a workout has to assist you in a mindset transformation is really unparalleled, I swear. If you haven't yet experienced what I'm talking about, you can, (laughs) and you can as soon as today. So if you're having trouble getting over the mental hurdle of, quote, having to go to the gym or having to suffer through a cardio workout or whatever. Look, I don't blame you because frankly, whenever you're starting any new habit, there is always going to be a very real mental and emotional hurdle to jump over and over and over and over and over again due to the nature of neural circuitry. Woo! (laughs) Didn't know you were going to get a science lesson. It's okay, y'all. This is for the common person. (laughs) You've probably heard this, but there are real physical pathways in your brain, like little roads connecting all over the place that are the patterns of your habits. And when you set out to create a new habit, that little guy's got to carve out a brand new pathway in your brain physically for the first time. It's like carving a footpath through three feet of snow when there's already one, you know, carved out right next to you. But that path, leads in a different direction. (laughs) If you want to get to your destination, more peace, more joy, more mental stability, more energy, more strength, more flexibility, lose some weight, be more emotionally resilient, etc. You're going to have to do something that you've never done before and carve out a new path. The beautiful thing is that it is completely possible. Yes, it is. Say it over yourself right now. (laughs) It's not something that only you can't accomplish because it's in your genes or you're just to this or that or it's just, you know, 
we used to have this joke. <laughs> Should I even say it? My sister would joke, oh, it's the Marucci thighs because it's Marucci's an old family name, our Italian jeans. And we'd laugh, oh, my dang Marucci thighs. You know, I can never lose the weight. But like, we say these things about ourselves. Like, oh, like my family, we're just to this or that. Oh, I've heard it all. But everyone's brains have this elasticity, this ability, this capability to transform, create new lifestyles, to change and grow. You just have to choose to fight for that habit of movement a bit strongly in the beginning, staying consistent, having maybe a friend or mentor or someone who can come alongside to support you and encourage you through it. And then before you know it, that momentum will build. The habit of daily movement will become easier. And before you know it, you'll find yourself doing it without thinking too hard. And this habit change is successful for two reasons. One, it's because your perception of self is changing. That core identity change that we mentioned earlier. For example, I work out not because I have to, but because it's who I am. I am a woman who values her physical health and makes it a priority. And two, your perception of exercise has changed. So what's the real reason you can't keep this movement consistent? One, it's because you don't see yourself as someone who works out, as someone who is healthy and fit, as someone who prioritizes exercise. Sure, you want that, you, you want that, but you don't see yourself as that person now. That actually is what's keeping you locked in this holding pattern and is the reason you keep falling back like a magnet to those old habits. Because are you ready? The secret to unlocking that new behavior comes in identity change. Let me go deeper. Here's where we link it back with mindset again. You view yourself through the lens of how you perceive your current self to be. AKA, if you feel you are too fat, you perceive yourself or your identity as overweight, as someone who cannot lose weight or someone who overeats. I do these things, that defines me. And therefore, when you try to create that change, like doing a workout every day or a couple days a week or changing how you eat, subconsciously, your brain fights back thinking, that's not who I am. And you fall back into old patterns, which then really just hammers the nail in the head of that positive feedback loop, assuring you that you are indeed that person. And why would you think you're capable of change? Oof. I know those thoughts are really too real and heavy. So what's the real secret to unlocking that new person you want to be? That stronger, healthier version of you this year? It's establishing a clear vision of the woman you want to become and then acting like her. You want to be a woman who is fit and strong physically. What would a woman like that do? She would value her time moving and exercising and eating certain foods and spending time in certain ways. You want to be a woman who is physically resilient. How would a woman like that handle everyday obstacles that come her way? Would she say she's too tired, isn't motivated, or doesn't feel like it? No, because she values her time to sweat and move as a way of self-care, of self-love, of nurturing, and sees it as something she does without question because it's just, it's not just something she does, but who she is. And two, I'll leave you with this. Maybe you've noticed I've been saying movement a whole lot more than exercising. 
If you're having a tough time really in just embracing the idea of creating a routine of exercise in your life, I challenge you to just drop the word exercise and even the word workout if you need to, and instead call it movement. Your focus with this movement should be twofold. One, it should be something you enjoy and is fun for you. And two, it should be something that feels good in your body. That's natural that you enjoy doing, that makes you actually want to do it, that you like doing. So maybe you've wanted to take a ballroom dancing class or a, I don't know, a jazz dancing class. Like, I don't know, something different, something fun, but you've never taken the leap. Or maybe you've always wanted to try rock climbing, so you go sign up for a class at the local climbing gym. Or maybe you do some yoga at home or in a local studio a couple days a week. Or maybe you like taking nature walks and getting outside, so you set a goal to take, you know, two hikes a week or explore a new trail on the weekend. Whatever it is, find something that you enjoy that's fun and that feels good in your body. Set a specific and realistic goal for this week for you to do that movement. Pick one just to focus on to start off with and determine how you, how many days you can realistically commit to it. Aim for a couple days, something throughout the week just to get your body moving. So if that's going on walks during the week and then going out to a hike that's maybe a little bit far away from you on the weekend, that's awesome. But just find a way to get yourself moving throughout the week. That also will make you make you happy and have fun because you're releasing those endorphins. So pick one, set a specific and realistic goal for this week for how much you can do it. And the key is really with starting any new habit is to start smaller than you think you might want. Because trust me, it's better to undercommit in the beginning and build that confidence slowly rather than try to do too much all at once and then just let yourself down because we're going to pull you out of that cycle. That's what this is all about. So try something new. (laughs) If you're used to trying to dive in headfirst all at once, try this instead. So maybe it's just three yoga classes a week or two rock climbing sessions or a 15-minute walk three mornings before breakfast or three evenings after work or whatever it is. Make it fit your life right now this week. Let it reflect your life. Let it reflect this season in a way, again, that brings you joy and feels good. And next is set a specific and realistic goal for ways you can also improve your mindset this week. So we got movement and we have mindset. I recommend starting with a simple practice of journaling for five minutes every morning or evening, um, or if it works better for you in the afternoon, just any time slot you have available. Now, I say every day because I love this. I think this is, hey, we all have five minutes. Just scroll online for five minutes less. Just fit it in somewhere where it works for you. You know, we all have five minutes. But again, if starting with a little bit less feels good, maybe try doing this three mornings a week or three three times a week, you know, wherever it fits into your day. And, and just build that up. But a simple five-minute daily journaling practice to write out any anxieties, concerns, stresses, joys, excitements, worries, deadlines, projects, something someone said that frustrated you, whatever it is, this is your safe space to really just express all that you're feeling, to dump it out on paper, get it out of your head, out of your body, 
to kind of step back and observe it, to feel it, to learn about yourself through it, and really be able to glean it and you just take the lessons and let the rest pass through you. You know, practicing this daily creates deep awareness and keen insight into what is going on inside of us mentally and spiritually and emotionally, and it will make us so much more deeply in tune with what we need from ourselves each day. This is a really powerful way to just nurture yourself. Whatever it is, creating this sacred space is the ultimate form of self-care because by showing yourself care and affection in this way, you show yourself the deepest truth of all that you are valuable. I challenge you now, once this podcast is done, to just sit on your own in a quiet spot and take some time to reflect on all that you journaled through this episode. And maybe take some time to reconsider new goals for yourself for this new year. What is it that you really need from yourself this new year? Let it be okay if it's different than what you thought, if you have to change it, if you have to pivot it, but really spend this time to honor yourself, to honor your season, and where you really want to make your life go, because this is where it all begins. Now, before you go, I have one last thing that I'm so stoked to share with you for free. It's my brand new New Year Transformation Journal. This New Year-centered journal is a five-day journal that's going to be a powerhouse tool in your tool belt to really propel you into this new year on the right foot. No more setting resolutions that don't stick, that don't align with you, that make you feel guilty or ashamed when you don't follow through on them. No more being tired of really just giving up on yourself. This journal is created with simplicity in mind to strategically help you pinpoint the areas where you're struggling, transform your mindset and approach, and really help you to create goals that are aligned with who you want to become and then empower you to make that lasting change. Because this is the year that it all shifts for you, okay? You deserve to step into this new year on the right foot. So grab it for free by clicking the link in my show notes below and be sure to share with me how you're liking it on Instagram. You can always find me at Sarah James Daly. That's Sarah with an H, James Daly. Wow, I know that episode was a doozy. Thank you so much for joining me and for allowing me to walk alongside you in your journey this week. I'm so grateful for your life. That was just part one, so stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll dive into the next two tools that you need to have in your tool belt to make this truly your most powerful transformational year yet. See you next week.